Good afternoon. I'd like to call the Department of Corrections subcommittee meeting uh, to order. Today is February 26. It's approximately 3.50 p.m. in the afternoon. Present at the subcommittee table are Representative Drummond, Representative Lynn, Representative Keller, Representative Tarr, Representative Hughes, Representative Heron, myself, Representative Edgman. Uh, the purpose of today's meeting will be to uh, essentially close the budget out, assuming that we arrive at a consensus at the subcommittee here. Um, but ask everyone to please uh, turn their cell phones off, and we will uh, start to process with a short overview of the proposed changes. Uh, if Adam Berg from my staff would come forward. And after that, we'll have the department's reaction. And, uh, we do have uh, amendments uh, which we will uh, entertain and uh, go in that order. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. For the record, I'm Adam Berg, and I'm staffed to Representative Edgman. Um, just give you a kind of an overview of the uh, budget, uh, total budget for the Department of Corrections is $328.4 million. 281.1, which is uh, unrestricted general fund. That's a 16 point, almost $16.5 million reduction from the FY15 management plan, 5%, 5.5% reduction. No change in employees. Um, what we've done with the budget is accepted the governor's amended proposal with the exception of the $4.1 million decrement for projected cost savings in health care, uh, Medicaid expansion. And we also did a $2.85 million fund switch from UGF to permanent fund criminal funds in health care. And that's just because we had the increased dividend last year. It's multiplied by the number of, of uh, folks that are not eligible for the dividend due to felonies or too many misdemeanors. And there was that much of an increase in PFD funds available. Uh, the only thing, uh, the only other thing that's that's different is in the items of interest section on page three. We have a uh, just a sentence, a paragraph in there talking about community jails and how we'd like the department to work with public safety, administration, law, and the court system to work on this prisoner transport cost issue that we talked about a couple weeks ago, and we actually put that in as intent language. So. That's a new report, uh, a wordage report it's called. It's labeled F on your worksheets. And that is the budget in a nutshell. Comments, questions, subcommittee members? If not, to ask the department to come forward and offer their comments, their reaction. Mr. Chair and members of the committee, for the record, my name is Ron Taylor, the Commissioner of the Department of Corrections. Um, I, to be honest with you, I, all I can do is just thank you. Uh, thank you for what I know was a very hard job. Um, you obviously saw the difficulties that we had in terms of doing our reductions in the beginning, and so uh, even having them on record to, to work through and having um, joints sessions with the Department of Public Safety, I think what it started proving to us is how much bigger this is. Um, no matter what the component is, whether it's community jails, um, the institutions, medical costs, 
we're going to have to start bringing our partners to the table and having a much global discussion about this, especially going forward in the future. Uh, the reductions that uh, are going to be um, looked at in the future are going to require us to make some very difficult decisions. I also see where um, a big part of, of your intent is that as best we can to keep the programs in place. We want to take a hard look at some of our programs and make sure that they are actually working the way that uh, we intend for them to work in terms of re reducing recidivism. And I think that um, if Pew uh, comes in with the results first, that will go a long way into that because it will give us the cost-benefit analysis and look at how much our programming efforts are actually contributing to recidivism reduction. And we may not be able to see it in this next year, but hopefully within the next year or two, we'll be able to see some of those results come through so that you will have um, additional information. Now, we want to make sure that during the next legislative session when we come back before you, we have our staffing analysis done. We already have a performance review. We're the only department to undergo that performance review. And I think with both of those in hand, being able to come um, before you next time, um, hopefully we'll have uh, a much better plan worked out in terms of taking reductions and a way to move our department forward in the next coming uh, years, working collaboratively with, with you as members of the committee, as well as our governor's office and our other partners and our sister agencies that we know are going to be critical to um, maintaining as much public safety as possible, but understanding that there's going to be some reductions that we've got to take. Commissioner, if you would, we have uh, some amendments that will be brought forward here momentarily. But uh, at a high level, can you at least offer some <coughs> general comments? Uh, I presume you've seen those amendments. I know you have. Um, but uh, just, just some uh, uh, general comments. Absolutely, Mr. Chair. Um, you know, I understand certainly the need for reductions, and it is it is something that in every area of our department we um, we ourselves look to see where can we do those reductions from. Um, when I see some of the amendments that came across that look at actual personnel uh, reductions, you know I'm going to just offer up. Uh, we have a performance review that looked at across the board the staffing of the Department of Corrections that said we were at minimum staffing. And in fact, we need to be careful that in some of these locations and areas that we don't go below what that staffing is right now for fear of jeopardizing public safety. And I'm not just saying that just to say that. That was part of what was being brought out in the actual performance review itself, which is exactly why I asked for the staffing review. I'm, I mean, to be honest, it, that's going to, um, with some of these reductions, IT, for example, we only have uh, one person that does our research stuff. And so we have probably the smallest IT budget um, in, in our state government when we're talking about what should be a comparable size IT. And then when we start taking other reductions in the department, it's, it's going to go toward the effectiveness of what we're able to offer in terms of the public, um, the correctional services that the public have come to expect of us. 
And I, I thank you for that. Um, and the intent was not to get ahead of the sponsor of the amendments, but it was just in terms of continuity to have you offer some general comments while you were speaking um, broadly about um, uh, the challenges that lie ahead. So, uh, Representative Hughes. Uh, thank you, Mr. S um, Chair. Um, I move amendment number one. I'll object for the purposes of the discussion. Uh, th thank you very much. Um, first of all, I want to say that I really applaud um, the commissioner's office and um, for the work they've done. And when I was looking through our Goldenrod book, one of the things I, I, that I noticed, Mr. Chair, is that the commissioner's office himself, if you look at his particular office, the office of the commissioner took a large large um, reduction, 53.7, and I know there was some change in, in staffing and such that played into that. The institutions took a 2% cut, and I don't need to tell anyone around this table about the price of oil and, and, and the fiscal situation we are faced with, but as I was looking through the, um, the book, I was looking at um, what I consider more the middle management, the director's offices, and um, Considering that and not knowing the, the importance of having the, the correct ratio for the oversight of the direct, the direct oversight of inmates and um, not wanting to um, reduce that in, in any way and also understanding that the audit, the, it was a performance audit, not a financial audit. And in looking at some of the, the things that um, I was addressing was realizing that in the they were based on the fiscal year 2015 and some of these um, uh, there were increases in some of them. So um, my proposal was then to really look, you know, we to take at at the office level, and if we have an office that has eight people or 11 people in it, and we're talking a million or two million dollars to operate that office, that is of concern. And as an example, um, there, there was one where there's commodities and it doubled, and, and these are small, this is, this is uh, pennies in regard to the overall budget, but just as an example, um, consumable office supplies, it doubled from 35,000 to 72,000, and so that's, that's quite a bit for new office supplies. And, and, and um, so these are the kind of things where it would not have uh, impacted direct inmate oversight, but it still was a concern because I, um, knowing the, the large reduction that the office of the commissioner took, I felt that the mid-level um, or the middle management offices uh, should, could probably tighten their belt as well. And they were actually still, even with this amendment, would um, receive somewhat of an increase over 2015. Felt that was reasonable. However, um, out of respect for the chair and the work that was done and the fact that I don't have the votes to pass the amendment, I'm going to withdraw not only this amendment, but the other two as well, which are based on, this, on the same principle, Mr. Chair. And then with your permission, um, I would like to speak to um, the fourth amendment. Okay, and I'll remove my objection, so. Okay, thanks. So, and then I, um, I, I will start by saying I'm going to withdraw the fourth too, but I wanted to speak to it separately if, if I could. So I'm withdraw withdrawing that fourth one as well. But I would ask, th this is just, um, this is intent language, and had I um, understood the deadline, I would have gotten it to the chair's office a little sooner. 
um, because I, I think it's a good idea. So I would just hope that the, uh, the House Finance Committee as a whole would consider it and that you, um, Mr. Chair, would consider bringing it forward and that is just to look at options for reducing the in-facility cost of the medical care that is done. We talked a little bit during the, this um, subcommittee process about um, the, the high cost of care when the inmates are taken out for specialty care and hospital treatment. We didn't talk about the in-facility care and I know some states have, have looked at um, contracting some of that. So I would just uh, request that that be um, considered for intent language, Mr. Chair, that you consider bringing that forward um, as something. And I'm, I'm guessing, knowing the commissioner and the work that he's doing to uh, try to shore things up within his department, he might already be considering doing that, but I just, that might be one option. I'm not suggesting that is an answer, but if it does seem like it might help us get through this next time, um, I'm encouraged, and I just want to say in closing, I'm, I'm really encouraged being on this committee, knowing that the commitment from the department leadership <coughs> is, is to really do a good job and really re redu reduce the recidivism. Um, I, I think that's good, and I think that's going to be important as we uh, face these lean years in the next few years um, because we're not going to be in a position to be building another prison. So I, I just want to commend the leadership for that. Thank you for the opportunity um, to make this statement, Mr. Chair. Well, before we allow the Commissioner to make a couple of comments, let me just say that your remarks are duly noted, I think, by uh, everyone here around the table. Uh, we're in an era now where small is large and uh, making more efficient uh, uh, whether it's $35,000 or it's $350,000 or it's $35 million, we're in that era where we're looking at everything. Um, and, uh, you know, I think best practices, everything pointed out by the performance review, as well as making this department as efficient as possible, top to bottom, in a lot of ways, looking at my own experiences um, in the capital and outside the capital, sometimes it's the smallest items that uh, set the stage for the, the best practices for the larger items. So with that said, Commissioner, did you want to uh, provide uh, some brief remarks? And then I will get to the subcommittee. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, um, to Representative Hughes, to the, the Chair, um, th thank you, actually. I, I, I believe that um, um, what you're recommending, you're right, we're already doing, and um, we're going to continue to do, look at ways that we can um, contract out those services that are going to be much cheaper than we could provide or even that we can find, to be honest with you. Uh, we've done a lot of work. <coughs> medical director has done a considerable and incredible job of working with providers throughout the state to make sure that we um, lower our, the rates that we were paying for uh, services, even when we send them out into the community, and ensure that um, all of our institutions are aware that these are the places or locations where we actually have um, instituted some sort of cost-saving measures with those institutions so that we can uh, make sure that people are going, for example, to one hospital versus another when we have an agreement there. And it certainly doesn't help for us to look at every area of not just the, the healthcare, but in all of our area to make sure that we're getting the, be the most uh, money for what we're paying for. Okay. Thank you uh, both. What I'd like to do is just uh, ask for closing comments and 
unless you have something specific on the, that exchange, um, Representative Tarr, and then we'll go to closing comments. Uh, not seeing any additional hands raised. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And just on that point, we do have the intent language about the collaboration related to prisoner transport. And I just sent a note that perhaps Department of Health and Social Services could be included in that, and maybe you can take that up at the full finance committee as it relates to prisoner transport costs um, for medical care would be one thing, and also because they're monitoring the 24-7 program, which as we sort sort of out where people are going to go and get people on different programs, um, it just, I would hope they could be involved in that conversation and, and just want to put that out there so we um, think about that. Okay, thank you very much. Well, uh, as we did before in a different subcommittee this morning, if uh, we could start uh, just around the table, uh, Representative Drummond, any closing comments? And if you don't, that's fine too. No, no that's fine. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I think we've done a good job. Very, very good testimony from the Department of Corrections, and I think we should proceed. Thank you, Representative Lynn. Representative Drummond. Representative Keller. Yeah, I just would like to thank uh, Representative Hughes for bringing the amendments forward. I know uh, I've been around long enough. I think that uh, if they would have passed uh, unanimously here, uh, you would have made it. It wouldn't have made a huge impact on you I know because, you know, the, there's, uh, there's room uh, for that to happen uh, within the uh, budgets you have. But, but the, uh, the point, the real point I'm trying to make is that the real budget reduction is if we reduce the recidivism. And in a sense, this voting, you know, this budget is a, a vote of confidence in in, uh, in the department uh, to, to move forward here. The problem we have is that there's no direct link, uh, there's no direct uh, uh, definition of how the money would go from, or will go from the uh, savings and recidivism back to uh, corrections reform. You know, so we're kind of in a, there's a built-in tension. You know, we, we got to, you know, keep on <laughs> you, I guess, and, and you have to, and, but I, I feel really good about it. I feel good about it because I've gotten to know, and, uh, know the commissioner a little bit and uh, the other staff, and, and I think that the, uh, uh, the goal is there. We have uh, SB 64. Uh, it doesn't even take, uh, all of it doesn't take an effect for a while. It's designed and pointed at recidivism reduction. We just got a report back two, three days ago, a week ago maybe, on the report on recidivism. We've got other legislation you will see shortly uh, coming, you know, where we can address this further. And uh, of course, we have the Sentencing Commission, a bunch of people, you know, all across all the spectrums of government working hard on this. So, uh, you know, there's a lot, um, it, it's got to be a fun time for you because uh, you're, well, you're taking over a lean, uh, system, but but you have a lot of support for what you're doing, you know. And we, I wish you well, and and uh, you know, thank you, Mr. Chair, for your work. And let's press on and get that recidivism down to a real, real low number. So, thank thanks. You. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I feel like I'll be spending a lot of time seeing the commissioner this summer. We're talking about our site visits potentially, and I really want to echo the comments of Representative Keller that. We, you know, it's been great the conversation that's been taking place over the last few days with the anti-recidivism efforts and um, just the better outcomes, really, how we can better integrate folks back into our community. So I'm hopeful that we'll work really hard during the interim to come up with a good plan for making that happen and am looking forward to working with you in, in, in that regard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
I, thank you again, and I want to say that you have raised our expectations. We, we, we do have a vote of confidence, I think, around this table. I can't speak for everyone, but it just, I have that sense. And so I look forward to hearing really good things and a good report next year back, back around this table again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and, and thank you for your leadership in this. And the uh, Commissioner is working with uh, Representative Edgman and the committee and, of course, uh, uh, roll back uh, several months when we were in the middle of the, of the performance review that I guess it's good that you got yours out of the way. Now we can move on to other departments. But what the review demonstrated, the strong points and some of the less strong points in the department, uh, Representative Hughes' uh, proposed amendments were indicative of that there, there, there has to be, in this in fiscal climate, there has to be uh, um, recalibrations. And uh, uh, it's necessary, and, it's, and we're going to have more difficult time next year. But uh, uh, I think it's a, a fair budget. And what my colleagues have said about uh, is reducing our population because of the successes that we can um, uh, uh, employ is that uh, it's, in, it's indicative of the department that's trying well. But at the same time, these proposed amendments also uh, have signaled loudly to, uh, uh, to the general population, to government itself, and, uh, and hopefully that uh, all those victims will appreciate that we're trying to, victims of crime, we're trying our best to have a safe system in our state. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Well, thank you, everyone, for those great comments. And, and my closing remarks would be to um, um, talk about how uh, uh, this interim session we we will be more active. Uh, we will <laughs> we will be active uh, uh, as opposed to past uh, interim sessions where we have not been uh, active as a subcommittee. Uh, but it's unavoidable that we need to. Uh, learn more about the department, more about uh, the services, the facilities, the challenges, uh, why certain cost structures are high, because it would be my intent that if we continue to make uh, reductions, which almost, you know, is again unavoidable, uh, that those reductions would be informed reductions and not reductions that uh, would be out of necessity or out of a compressed time frame like we've uh, basically seen ourselves in this session. Um, the reform of justice measures, uh, we have had a couple of recidivism presentations in the House Finance Committee. I know there have been others around the building. My colleague to my left has been uh, very engaged in that, uh, that effort. Uh, truly, we do have uh, some opportunity at hand. We've seen the causal effect between putting resources and efforts into evidence-based programs uh, and, and uh, providing the intervention efforts up front and on the back end. Uh, uh, seen a regression or a, a, a reduction in um, uh, the recidivism rates and the amount of people that uh, go to jail in the first place. And we need to do that because our criminal justice costs in Alaska are spiraling upward. They truly are. And it's not just this department, but it's the Department of Public Safety, the court system, uh, Department of Law, and others that are involved. 
So uh, with those editorial comments, uh, it almost sounded like for a moment we were having a confirmation hearing. <laughs> and you might have been confirmed if that was the case. I count the noses around the table here. I was, I was trying to count the votes as you go. <laughs> well, your staff were, they were getting pretty nervous back there. <laughs> we already had his hearing this morning. <laughs> Representative Drummond. Would it be all right if I made a comment? Sure. Now, I, I'm sorry I didn't have my thoughts quite gathered uh, a little earlier. Um, thank you. I, um, uh, I was part of a small group that visited the Anchorage uh, Correctional Facility uh, last summer at the, uh, by arrangement of Representative Gruenberg's office. And um, I did see the 12-bed medical uh, treatment facility. And we were there specifically to see the, um, um, you have a fancy word for solitary confinement. I forget what it is. Segregation. Yeah, we were looking at the segregation units as a, uh, uh, a follow-up to the, uh, the number of, of incidents that had happened there over the previous time. But um, I, for one, uh, located in Anchorage, I could easily get to Goose Creek and to Spring Creek and Seward. Um, and I think uh, since we're here in Juneau, maybe sometime before the end of session, uh, this committee could visit Lemon Creek. <gasps> Um, I think it's. I think when we are in the in the vicinity, uh, we ought to make an effort to uh, to uh, drop in. I know. I know. I'm not sure if that's the right <laughs> the right way to do it, but uh, but I'm I'm more than willing, especially when I'm at home in Anchorage, to uh, go to where I can drive. So thank you, Mr. Chair, and thank you, Mr. Commissioner. Thank you, Representative Drummond. Uh, Representative Keller. Yeah, before I make the motion, I want to say thank you to Adam. This is laid out really nice. Thanks. Good job. Uh, Mr. Chair, I move uh, the FY16 operating budget for the uh, Department of Corrections from sub subcommittee with the attached legislative finance reports. Attachment A is the agency totals. B, allocation summary, all funds. C, uh, allocation summary, general funds only. Uh, attachment D, transaction compare house structure. Adjusted base to House Subcommittee uh, E, transaction compare House structure, Governor amended to House Subcommittee, and F, uh, wordage report of intent. Legislative finance is directed to make any appropriate conforming or technical changes. Okay, not seeing or hearing any opposition to that motion. It is uh, therefore adopted. And not seeing any additional discussion around the table, we're going to officially close out the Department of Corrections Budget Subcommittee for fiscal year 2016.